delivering a digital first public experience is really building upon that, thinking bigger, helping move agencies faster to deliver the modern government that they expect us to deliver in the 21st century. Today on the Daily Scoop podcast from the Scoop News Group, the federal CIO discusses new guidance from OMB on digital experience and how agencies can fund the efforts under this new mandate. It's Tuesday, October 31st, 2023. Welcome to the Daily Scoop podcast, where you'll hear the latest news and trends facing government leaders. I'm the host of the Daily Scoop podcast, Billy Mitchell. Here's what's happening now. Monday, October 30th was a momentous day for federal technology as President Biden signed an executive order on artificial intelligence, calling for bold action that pushes agencies to reduce risks but allow for innovation. Biden, during a signing ceremony at the White House attended by FedScoop, called the moment a genuine inflection point in history that will set the course for the next decades. He also said the EO is the most significant action any government anywhere in the world has ever taken on AI safety, security, and trust, and that it builds on the administration's AI Bill of Rights blueprint and the voluntary commitments that AI companies have made regarding safety. In particular, Biden focused on four key elements of the executive order, invoking the Defense Production Act to increase AI safety and security, pushing to make AI tools more trustworthy by decreasing the ability to create AI-generated deepfakes and other fraudulent content, creating safeguards for AI technology to protect fundamental rights like privacy, discrimination, bias, and other civil rights, and ensuring AI is not used to shortchange workers, decrease wages, or increase the price of vital drugs, in addition to other harm reduction strategies. FedScoop will continue to follow the rollout of the EO, as well as any additional forthcoming guidance, so make sure to follow the development around AI policymaking at FedScoop.com. Last month, the Office of Management and Budget issued guidance for federal agencies' digital experience management policy that's been five years in the making as set out by the 21st Century Integrated Digital Experience Act, or the 21st Century IDEA. In her role as federal CIO, Claire Martirana is championing for progress in how agencies interact with the public online to make it easier for citizens to get the information, services, or benefits they deserve in ways they expect. Martirana and Andy Lewandowski, Senior Advisor to the Federal CIO and Director of the Digital Experience Practice within the Office of the Federal CIO, join me now to discuss the new policy and how they will oversee its rollout across government. Claire, Andy, so great to be with you today. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Great to be with you, Billy. Thanks, Billy, for having us. So I'm I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. I think uh, you know it's it's good timing because uh, the Office of the Federal CIO and OMB just recently issued guidance around the uh, Idea Act, and uh, we really want to follow up on that to get some more substance about uh, the key takeaways of that guidance and how you hope that it will provide the vehicle necessary to move agencies forward on the ID Act. But let's sort of start with the the, the broad level, the top level, uh, and over, overview that guidance and some of the key takeaways that uh, you each have from what you delivered uh, with that new guidance. Yeah, thanks for that question, um, Billy. It is, you know, this guidance delivering a digital first public experience has is building upon efforts that this administration has made from day one, as you know, um, and hopefully your audience knows, the president released 
Executive Order 14058 on transforming federal customer experience and service delivery to rebuild trusting government. Um, we also have a uh, framework, the President's Management Agenda, where customer experience is one of the priority pillars. So building upon that, delivering a digital-first public experience is intended to transform the way the federal government interacts with and how we deliver for the American people. So we've made really great progress on delivering better customer experiences and life experiences that span across agencies. And they're um, intended to drive improvements at agencies that have the highest volume of customer interactions. So that was kind of the, the starting framework and delivering a digital first public experience is really building upon that, thinking bigger, helping move agencies faster to deliver the modern government that they expect us to deliver in the 21st century. So I'll tell you a little bit more about the digital experience guidance um, and what it will allow the American people to do. So they should be able to know when they are interacting with an official government website visually. That's really important to building back trust. They need to get the best answer to their top questions um, in language that they can understand, right? Sometimes we run into real legalese and that can really challenge people. So making sure the plain language is simple to understand. Also, um, being able to um, access government services online, no matter what their ability is. Many millions of people in the United States um, deal with different uh, uh, disabilities and making sure accessibility is a really key part of everything we think about um, is a critical uh, component of all of the guidance that we have been putting out. You know, government websites need to work on mobile devices. Um, pretty simple, since so many people are accessing things through their uh, mobile phones. And then interacting um, with our government in a way that works best for them. We want to meet them where they are. So some people still need to, they will want to go online. Other people will want to visit a, a, a location uh, in person. They might want to call a call center and have an interaction uh, directly with a customer service representative. So part of delivering this digital first public experience is it's digital first, but it's not digital only. And that's a really important part of um, this framework for us. So much of the guidance ties back to the IDEA Act. And obviously, the, the president's management agenda has been a big part of it. But I'm, you know, I, I want to like ask an obvious question. Why is this such an important topic at this point in time? I, I, I think that the answer, again, is probably quite obvious, but it seems like this uh, this focus on customer experience and digital services really come to a head uh, in recent years. So I'm, I'm curious, just from a, 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 a maybe long-term perspective, why is it really having a moment right now? Yeah, it's a, a great question. And I think a really very specific answer, you know, that the experience that our nation and the world went through during COVID really kind of was shining a light on what our expectations are as customers of the services that we interact with, right? I, I can 
order a salad and have it delivered within, you know, uh, a certain time frame. I know the name of the person that's delivering it to me. Um, I have all of that information at, at my fingertips in my personal life. And people's expectations of their government are the same. 87% of people that we've surveyed um, have told us that they want to interact more with the government digitally, but we haven't made it easy. So this uh, guidance is really outlines a 10-year transformation framework that we have focused on close to, I, th I think in total, we have almost 100 actions and standards um, across federal agencies for them to design, develop, and deliver modern websites and digital services that are trustworthy, accessible, as I've mentioned, easy to use. And that will help agencies fully implement the 21st Century Integrated Digital Experience Act, which shorthand we call the 21st Century IDEA. Um, and it's really important that we meet the, our customers where they are in this omni-channel experience. But the easy, yeah, easy, I, I, I use that term uh, widely, the easiest way to start with that is um, using technology that we have been using in the private sector for, you know, the last 10 plus years. We just have not been keeping up in government. And this is the opportunity that we have to actually do that. And I think one thing that I, I want to add on to that is it's really important, you know, so much of the government is reliant on our industry partners, our vendors and contractors that help us deliver these services. So, you know, for our industry partners that are listening to this, um, you know, this is really a framework that reflects a the opportunity for a 10-year revenue stream, right? When you're pitching solutions to agencies, the solutions need to align with the requirements that we've outlined, you know, and we certainly cannot do this alone. We need the best of government working together to deliver these improved digital experiences to the public. And boy, there's a lot of work and there's a lot of work for everyone in, in this guidance. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I, I, there's quite a lot in there. If you if you look through it and you just mentioned there's, there's uh, several, several items, uh, I forgot the exact number you just referenced, but um, how did, maybe this is an Andy question, but how did you go about coming up with that number of requirements and that from a policy perspective coming up with, um, you know, this specific requirements in this policy that, um, you know, it's again been several years since the IDEA Act was released in 2018. How did you land where you landed um, with this new policy? Sure. We did human-centered policymaking. We ate our own dog food. So we worked very early on with architecting uh, what we believe based on great private sector experiences and on leading digital experiences in government, uh, what we think should be requirements. And then we went out to our agencies. We went to mature digital service delivery teams like VA, uh, who run the VA.gov flagship website and the VA mobile app. And we said, what have you validated on your monetization journey over the past 10 years that we should codify. So those are what the mature agency teams uh, were able to tell us. Then we went to smaller agencies or less mature agencies and we asked them, what are you struggling with? What do you need help with that a policy framework uh, of this breadth and depth could help with? 
And then we went to our shared services provider, the General Services Administration, and specifically the Technology Transformation Services to understand how their existing products and services that are shared across the government are working, need to be better reinforced, or we need to add things that are missing. So we, we took all of that feedback and went through many, many rounds. Um, and that's how we kind of backed into 100. We didn't start with 100, but after you know more than two years of work on this, we landed at about 100 required and optional or recommended actions and standards that when all federal agencies design and implement them, it's going to create that integrated digital experience that Congress uh, wants and passed in the 21st century media act. Well, kudos on that. It seems sounds like it was quite a feat getting it, it done. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious, you know, based on the, the where you arrived with the guidance, um, how quickly you expect to see progress and how you plan to measure it to to really uh, know for sure that things are heading in the right direction. Our office, which is the Office of Federal CIO, we are working really closely with our agency partners to help them complete their 180-day actions. So if you go to the end of the guidance, you can see the immediate agency actions um, that we're asking federal agencies to complete. And these actions are mostly focused on analytics and digital metrics because we can't manage what you can't measure. So we need to understand where we are, uh, where digital is actually driving that improved public-facing experience for customers, where we need to improve, where we need to optimize. We're also working with our partners at the Technology Transformation Services in GSA um, on their uh, agency actions, government-wide actions, uh, and that includes providing those shared integrated services that all agencies should adopt those resources and standards. So. We are doubling down on investments in digital.gov to be the single starting place for digital delivery teams, including both Fed, federal teams, and contractor and consulting teams. The US web design system, which is the front end design framework. So we're taking a look at all of it. And I will say that while the agencies and GSA will be completing these actions uh, internally, um, agencies are already making tremendous progress since Congress passed the 21st century idea. We have the PA flagship mobile app, which has 4.8 star rating out of five in the Apple, iOS, and Google Play app stores. Veterans love it. They can securely sign in with biometrics, manage their VA prescriptions, review and cancel their healthcare appointments, message their doctors and clinicians. And it's just incredible. NASA, um, which is one of my favorite agencies, they just recently relaunched their website and it was a 21st century idea that enabled them to form this one answer authoritative search engine optimized content strategy to get the public to NASA.gov and then to get scientists and researchers and academics to uh, the more specialized or expert content. So those are just two great examples of where agencies are already making progress. And we hope this new DX guidance is gonna turbocharge that progress even faster. That's great to hear. You know, one thing we, we hear a lot about anytime there's a new mandate or new guidance out there uh, that doesn't come with any appropriations connected to it um, is how, how can agencies look to support these mandates in terms of funding? I, I would imagine the Technology Modernization Fund is one way, but, you know, just broadly asking that question, if an agency wants to meet the spirit of this require these requirements, um, but needs money to do so, how would you advise them to uh, support those initiatives? 
Yeah, and I think I'd like to build a little bit on what Andy said about human-centered policymaking. You know, one of the things, Billy, that we focus on here um, in OMB is working cross-functionally across our entire agency. So um, we've been working uh, since the inception, uh, since the beginning of this administration on customer experience, digital experience, and working really collaboratively with our uh, budget partners and working collaboratively with our agency partners to understand where they are in the journey, um, what type of investments that they need. Some people need investments in workforce, some in training, some in technology, some in cybersecurity. So we've really um, worked with them uh, at the agencies to make sure we understand uh, where they are and then are trying to meet them where they are and help continue to drive this forward. You mentioned TMF. TMF, um, we've done a couple different things. One, we created a customer experience allocation about a year, over a year ago, um, to try and streamline uh, the uh, opportunity for agencies to interact with us, uh, run ideas by us, and get the help that they need, and then potentially get a funding award to be able to move out on some of this. We've also worked hard to develop a new process to make it easier for agencies to submit an initial project proposal um, specific to these digital experience requirements so that they um, are able to you know, use templates instead of starting from a blank piece of paper to, uh, to build out um, their proposals. And then uh, we're currently um, piloting uh, two of these pillars. You know, one is uh, digitizing public-facing forms, making sure that we understand kind of soup to nuts what it takes, and then trying to align funding around that. And then again, uh, you'll hear me say in almost every interview that I ever do, um, really focusing on improving website accessibility, making sure people um, can use assistive technology on all of our assets so that uh, we can um, help people uh, you know, that are require the use of a screen reader um, to have access. And one other thing I'd love to add to what Andy said about the, the VA mobile app, one of the new features that they just launched is they actually have assistive technology built into the app so that you can, a, a veteran can get a document downloaded and, and have it read to them should they have a visual issues. And those are the kind of um, innovations that we're seeing across government, um, uh, which really, continue to inspire me and um, keep me motivated to keep doing this work. So it, it sounds like there's an, a number of good examples out there, the VA and its app being one of them of how customer service can work right in the government and how it has worked right since the 21st century idea came out in 2018 and subsequently with the PMA and things of that nature. I'm curious, though, you know, for those other agencies who maybe haven't been as successful, what messaging you might have to them to kind of uh affirm the fact that it's time to get going in this direction and they need to start anticipating and getting uh, things in order to improve their digital experience? Yeah, well, we're using almost every gear in government uh, that we have available to us to help drive this work forward. So 
as we mentioned, you know, uh, working with our colleagues in Congress, taking this incredible legislation, building it into actionable uh, tasks that we will be managing, measuring, and doing our oversight job on. But also um, with our budget colleagues, as I mentioned, making sure that we're using those levers as well. So in our spring guidance, which is a really key part of the budget process, we signaled all of this to agencies, large and small, making sure that they were um, you know, focused on the customer experience and digital experience um, work that they need to do, whether it was budgets for training, whether it was actually technology projects specifically. Um, they, we are creating all of the communication that we can so that it is crystal clear to all of us across the ecosystem that this is a priority and this is what the American public expects. They expect us to be able to deliver quality programs that are simple, seamless, and secure, accessible on their devices, available to them 24-7. That's their expectation of us, and we're working really hard to try and meet and exceed that expectation. So as we close out, obviously, we've talked about quite a bit in terms of the guidance, but um, and, and, and we know that there are certain milestones that have to be met here in the near term and, and maybe the midterm shortly after that. But anything else that, you know, it, whether it's a CIO listening in or just somebody else who's um, broadly interested in this space, what they should expect next or that they should know coming from the federal CIO who's, you know, highlighting uh, this this new guidance? I guess I'd say that we're on this journey together, right? Um, there are some agencies that have been doing this work for many years and they're really mature. They have terrific teams. Um, we try to learn from each other, share best practices, playbooks, open source. You know, the US web design system is an open source repository. So if one agency is building out new interaction design, based on technology evolving, um, everyone can benefit from it. And so we're, we wanna make sure that um, all agency leadership are thinking about their customers first and foremost, that we, we are also mission focused, but our mission is delivering for the American people. And so making sure that we're designing with our users, we're um, doing what Andy referenced upfront, which is you know, making sure we're listening to our agency partners, where they have obstacles, focusing on how we can you know, work with them to remove those obstacles or to your uh, earlier question, how to get the right funding so that we can actually deliver these tools and services um, and meet the needs of the 21st century. Well, I think that that puts a nice bow on it, but uh, we've covered a lot today and it gives everybody a better insight, I think, into the guidance and what's to come next. So Claire, Andy, always a pleasure. Fantastic conversation today. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much, Billy. We really appreciate you shining a light on this work. Thanks, Billy. You can learn more about federal digital experience at thedailyscooppodcast.com. The Daily Scoop podcast is available on all podcast platforms. If you've already rated the podcast on your platform of choice, thanks so much. High ratings and good reviews of the show help more people to find it. The Daily Scoop podcast is a production of the Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. 
Adam Butler and Carlin Fisher help put the show together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. We'll be back on Thursday with a brand new episode. Until then, I'm your host, Billy Mitchell. Thanks so much for listening.